0: Coming up on the Game on Australia podcast, episode 34. (laughs) Is it 34? Yes, it is 34. 34. we've done so many episodes. Can't even keep track anymore. Unbelievable. Uh, We've got so much to cover off. We just got off the phone with Daniel Visser from Wicked Witch Software. They are the guys behind AFL Evolution. And what a chat. What a chat indeed. What a chat. So much to cover off with that chat. I mean, we went here, there, and everywhere. We talked about eSports. We talked about technology in this company. Yep. Um, But look, the the topic at point is talking about AFL Evolution and its success, topping the charts on PS4 and Xbox across Australia. Uh, So we'll bring you... That bit, And then next week, for a particular reason, which we'll get to in a moment, uh, we'll bring you the whole chat as that podcast. Which,
1: as a gamer, everyone needs to hear because I've always wanted to talk to someone from a gaming company about Mm -hmm. making games. And and Daniel's chat with us was fantastic. Just brilliant. So uh, a big thanks to them and Wicked Witch Software for their time.
0: Uh, We've got the top three bits of news you need to know. The Overwatch anniversary has launched Red Dead Delay. uh, And also uh, what's happening with us next week as well. Uh, we're going to talk about what are you playing because, man, there are. I've opened right up on the games that I'm playing at the moment, Dan. Let me yep. tell you. Um, and uh, also the usual other sort of stuff. Plus, you were on a flight earlier in the week.
1: A Qantas flight, and I've got a hilarious story to tell you. Quite the story that
0: might have something to do with our podcast Maybe. being on a flight as well. Can't <laughs> yes. wait. Game on! Game on! All right, here we go. One, two, one, two, three. Game
1: on! Game on! Game on.
0: It's game time. Excellent. Game on. Game on. It's game time. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Game on. Game on. Welcome to episode 34. Uh, The usuals, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Give us a like there. Uh, iTunes, Android, subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on gameonaus.com. Uh, if you're an AFL fan, we've got all the latest from the uh, the Adelaide Crows announcement of the acquisition of Legacy Esports, mm. uh, a team from the OPL, which is the Oceanic Pro League, and they specialize in League of Legends and uh, CSGO as well, which is very exciting because it's bringing that conversation mainstream, Dan. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Uh, it's great news. So, uh, look, we'll, uh, all those other things, don't forget to do those. And, uh, and yeah, we'll appreciate it. Uh, but let's get into top three news straight up. Before we play you the best bits of our chat with Daniel Visa from Wicked Witch Software, the guys behind AFL Evolution. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, First bit of news, Overwatch anniversary. Let's get to it already. It has been 12 months to the day since that game launched across the
2: world. Conflict. As the world teetered on the brink of anarchy, a new hope arose. An elite international task force charged with ending the war and restoring liberty to all nations overwatch
1: it feels like it it's feels like it's been around for longer than that uh, cuz it really, it's uh, it, it's a great game right like, i watched some of your game. live stream the other day on on our uh, twitch channel yeah yeah and it was awesome It's oh, just, so much 57 fun. minutes of gold i
0: don't know they've they've uh, they've done such a great job in terms of um, i don't know turning the whole moba Multiplayer online battle arena on its head. I still haven't played it yet. It's
1: oh man, it's. Well, <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen? Um, the no, no, I you haven't. haven't. Uh, I knew that was coming. The Kong. What is it?
0: Kong? Yeah, Kong. And what King was the other Kong. one? That South Park oh, the episode. Oh, South Park. i man, yeah.
1: about uh, yeah. um, World of Warcraft. Hey,
0: uh, look. Um, uh, with that comes a whole heap of news as well to do with Overwatch to coincide with the 12 month anniversary. Uh, a free weekend is coming up, May 26th to 29. That's this weekend. So if you haven't played Overwatch, Dan. Actually, no, you'll be in Vegas. In Las Vegas. That's that's news That's news number three. We'll (laughs) get to that in just a moment. Um, For those of you who haven't had a chance to play Overwatch, uh, it is a chance for you to play it for free and then get your wallet out because once you've uh, had a bite of the cherry, yeah, you're all in. Um, Overwatch Game of the Year Edition is going to come out as well, if not already being out. Uh, It'll be across PC, Xbox One, and PS4 digitally and will replace the Origins Edition the game of the year edition, as well as being twenty or thirty uh, bucks off at the moment, is going to include a whole heap of great bonus items as well. You'll get ten loot boxes. These are the boxes that you get every time you level up in game. Uh, that uh, you know, you open up, you get four different things in a loot box. Um, they range from just your common items to your ultra rare items, and their skins, their emotes, uh, they are sprays, so on and so forth. Um, Along with it, there are some skins that were released with the original edition of the game, the Origins Edition, Vintage Blackwatch Reyes, Strike Commander Morrison, Overgrown Bastion, Security Chief Farrah, and Slipstream Tracer skins, Uh, and uh, there's also a whole heap of stuff that you will get if you play other things in the blizzard universe other games like world of warcraft diablo 3 heroes of the storm starcraft 2 there's portraits there's wings there's skins and there's characters to play as well uh, and you'll also get an overwatch themed card back for hearthstone so they're really building their universe in terms of uh, the way all of these games interact with each other blizzard doing such a great job there dan
1: knowing them it'll be pretty special seems very it, special it's a year, so
0: um the the Awesome. The most awesome thing I've seen yet is the year one anniversary trailer. It's four and a half minutes. You can find it on the Game on Australia Facebook page, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just really cool. It's almost—I um, don't know, man. It, it, like it—it it made me a little bit emotional
1: because oh, really? we've
0: come such
1: a long well, you've way. You've invested such a m- amount of your emotion into the game. Haven't oh, you? look,
0: three so. or four hours a night every night yeah. since the game has has yeah, come yeah. out. You know, a long um, time. so much so that I've bought it on PS4 and on PC.
1: Do they track how much time you spend in the game?
0: Yeah, I think, I and I'm nowhere near any of the others, but between PC and Overwatch, probably 200 hours I've pumped into Whoa. it, I reckon, which is, which is a fair Whoa. amount, um, that's, yeah, that's especially big. when you've got a baby. Uh, <laughs> and a wife. <laughs> who's a, who's also about to turn one. Yeah, so, right. You yeah, know, there one, you I'm, go. She's my little Overwatch baby. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start calling her Mailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've also announced three new arena maps that are going to be available, uh, Castillo, Necropolis, and Black Forest, which we're looking forward to as well, and dancing emotes for each character, which um, are probably coming out because of the uh, excitement that everybody found themselves in when they released dancing emotes for the guys in Destiny. Oh man, you know, so many times just spent just dancing on Oryx's grave. It was great.
1: The one thing Ghost Recon misses is dancing because no the amount of times that um, you know we, we complete a mission, uh, both um, Ronnie Corbett and I in our co- <laughs> thank you in our co-op games, whenever we complete a mission, there's no dancing to. Express our joy of oh, completing the mission, right? Yeah, yeah. Fair so we enough, just yeah. we just jump up and down, you know, like the crouch crouch stand, crouch stand. Crouch, that's our dancing <laughs> in Ghost Recon. So I love games that have dancing in it. It's fantastic. It's brilliant, especially when you get, get on like, your Destiny a too. A and dozen
0: de- of you, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you're dancing on the tower. This was my favorite thing, and there's videos out about it as well. But you know, there'd be the six of us on the tower getting our gear ready before we're about to raid. <laughs> yeah. We'd all start dancing, and all of a sudden, all the other guys <laughs> in the tower <laughs> in the community come over. So there's like twenty of us just dancing. It's yes. just it's so good.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh wow!
0: Uh, so plenty of information for Overwatch there. Make sure you check it out. Uh, number two, Red so, Dead Redemption. Dan.
1: So, so apparently it's been it's been delayed release. Uh, it was due this year, but they're now saying between uh, April two thousand and eighteen and March two thousand and nineteen. So that's that's almost oh, geez, a year. Jeez, that is a really that's, this is off GameSpot. Um, website.
0: That's a really big uh, Window, sort of, it? it could be either this or this. So, which means yeah. it will
1: arrive sometime between April, 2018 and March, 2019. So a game that has gone from being due this year to now being due next year mm-hmm. and then possibly the year after. Yep. The reason, and this isn't much of a, this is just a quote in this story. The purpose of the delay for Red Dead Redemption 2 is to make sure we deliver the most extraordinary we're capable of providing That's from their chief dude, Mr. Zelnick, head of Rockstar. Yeah. So in a way I'm disappointed. In another way, I'm, I do not mind that because I'd rather than release the game that they're happy with, I've never really had a bad experience with the Rockstar game mm-hmm. and if Rockstar are saying it's not good enough, we need to give it more time, then cool, I'll wait.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Daniel Visser from Wicked Witch Software, we talked to him about, uh, you know, developing games over time. Yeah. And the reason why they release patches and how long they work for a game work on a game, uh, for after it's been released. And what he's got to say is really interesting. You'll hear that in the best bits of our chat with him coming up, uh, pretty yes. soon, yes. Uh, as we talk about what ASL was his quote, a
1: game is never finished. A game is never finished, and I yeah. love that. That's fantastic to hear.
0: Um, I this was also a chat that we had a couple of podcasts ago when we were talking about you know patches being released and would you rather buy a game. Um, early just so you can actually finally play the damn thing you're so excited for and then have them patch it over time or do you want to wait have delays and then you know um, uh, play it complete
1: as long as it doesn't go down the path of the division which was a game that was plagued with delays and I think even when they released it they had to release it because it was I think that was delayed by a year even more Mm -hmm. again that game was never quite complete and it was a good game I enjoyed it as a co-op experience for missions but it wasn't it's compared to Ghost Recon, it's nowhere near it.
0: It's a really interesting point. Mm. Like, the because I am quite happy to play um, patched games over time, right? Yep. As long as what I do get the first time around is enough, you yep. know, like to, 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 to actually sink my teeth into. But I mean, Legend of Zelda was a perfect example of a game where you just had to trust the developer. Because that got put off and put off and put off and put off. But when it was released, wow. Yeah. You know, masterpiece. 10 out of 10s across the board, right? So I I think in this regard, um, as much as there's probably a lot of people out there going, damn it, Rockstar, we hate you. Trust them. They know what they're doing. Yeah.
1: And I think with someone like them, like I said, who've got a fantastic track record of gaming, um, I think most people, well, this is why I feel, I reckon that's cool. Mm -hmm. Delay it.
0: Um, it's done something to their share price as well, hasn't it? Yeah, because
1: so it dropped. It, um, where did I see that? Which you
0: can expect because it means that, you know, it's going to delay their profit margins for quite some time too.
1: Yeah. Uh, n- the news of Red Dead Redemption Two's delay caused the company's share price to plunge in after hours trading. Mind you, they're still trading at $73.18 at the time. Oh, 73 months. So that's a... That's a pretty. I'm assuming that's in Australian dollars, but that's a pretty bloody premium price for for gaming. So there you go. That's blue chip right there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) it is blue chip. Easy, it is.
0: Uh, um, Bit of news number three, Dan.
1: So next week, next week we're going to do that uh, entire chat with Daniel from Wicked Witch. For Mm. that reason, that I'm going to Las Vegas tonight with my mates for a boys' trip. See you, mate. Yeah, thanks very much. You're welcome. Bright lights, you're gonna set my soul. I'm gonna set my soul on fire. Oh man. Can't wait. But what I'm going to do over there for- Are you going to
0: come back married to somebody? Yeah. <laughs> that's usually what happens in Vegas, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to end up on a, uh, on, on Caesar's <laughs> palace roof on yeah. a mattress, sunburnt, yes. dehydrated. Uh, no, um, Somebody's baby on yeah, your chest. It, Brilliant. Um,
0: uh, for those uh, what, of you who don't know, that is a reference to, to the, um, uh, the hangover. The
1: hangover. And I'm going to do my best to avoid little Asian men called Mr. Chow. <laughs> <laughs> um what I am going to do for Game on Australia, and you're welcome over there, is uh-huh. that um, we have talked about previously about why don't casinos offer skill based gaming? Mm. And when I'm saying gaming, I mean betting, not not um, not gaming as in our gaming. Yeah. So all the but it where packs, it's skill that determines Black whether you Jack, win or lose, not luck. Blackjack, poker, all those you know, all those slot machines are all based on luck. Mm-hmm. And we talked about very early on about what the idea of having skill based. So you play, for example, Space Invaders, and you get to level ten, you, you win ten bucks. Um, my good brother, Damien, who's over in, who lives in the over in the U.S. has sent me the link to a casino right opposite where we're staying. We're staying at the Cosmopolitan. Yeah. This is at Planet Hollywood. There is actually a, um, section, uh, cordon off for skill-based gaming. So I'm going to, I'm going to have a go and do a Facebook live video. Wicked. So it will happen probably this weekend. Yep. Um, but I'll give fair warning on the Facebook page, the Game on Australia Facebook page and I'll Facebook live and then... That means I can probably claim part of the trip on tax as well. I was like, boom, 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 la boom, la boom,
0: la boom, la boom, la boom. La well, that's the reason why we put this podcast together, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. Taxes <laughs> yeah. and uh, free games. Free games, which no one's come to the party yet. Yeah, you so, go. you know, whenever you're ready.
1: But I will keep you posted. Um, looking forward to <clears> it. But yeah, it gives us a chance next week to. Um, Replay that whole chat with Daniel because it was just amazing.
0: Absolutely. And one of the other things that we touch on with Daniel, uh, which you will hear next week, you won't hear it in the best bits from today, uh, but you will hear it next week, is the NBN and uh, the infrastructure in this company, which we've sort of taken up the fight for on behalf of the people, Dan. Yes. uh, Game on AUS has, and you're welcome. Um, but he talks to us about how it affects uh, them as a game developer in this country. Um, and thanks to our mates over at PLE Computers, our tech sponsor, uh, they've gotten back to me because I'm about to jump across to the NBN, Dan. I know, and, finally. Uh, apparently, from what I understand of it now, the router that I bought a couple of years ago, yep. which was 300 bucks, mind you. Yeah, you actually, mind. you know what? No, I'm going to save this for I've got you in my sights. All right, save it. All right, I'm saving right. it. Boom. Okay, what so, we're going to do now is we're going to get to Daniel Visser from Wicked Witch Software, the guy behind the company, behind the game that is AFL Evolution. We had an amazing chat to him. Here are the best bits of that chat. And don't forget to tune in next week to the Game on Australia podcast uh, for the full chat because for 45 minutes, we cover just about every topic in gaming, esports, technology. AFL, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a really interesting chat in exactly what goes into building an AFL game. Hang around after this as well. uh, We come back to our usual sort of stuff. We've got games to talk about that we've been playing uh, and uh, I've got you in my sights, which I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into Dan. Stay with us. This is the Game on Australia podcast with Daniel Visser from Wicked Witch Software.
2: Hey, guys. How's it going? Thank yeah. you for inviting me on.
0: Awesome. And, uh, look, we wanted to get you on, mate, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, you guys are behind uh, the most recent and very successful AFL Evolution. And uh, also, we wanted to congratulate you on the uh, the game itself topping the charts in recent weeks here in Australia as well, mate. Well done.
2: Thank you. That's right. It's uh, great to see uh, support for... Australian content in Australia, made by Australians for Australians. It's uh, you know it's getting tough out there. Consoles are getting very powerful. Games are getting very big, and, but we're still uh, slogging away and uh, bring, bringing Aussie games out.
1: Oh, it's bloody great to hear. And I wanted to say straight off the bat, Daniel, that thank you because I've pined for an AFL game and I've always missed the mark. Um, when the last one came out, I wasn't on a console. I've had a bit of a break. And then this has come out and I've been... Frothing at the mouth for this thing for a year because we uh, we run uh, work both work for a radio station too and I run the online there and we've been running stories on it through Triple M. And, yes, I've seen those. Yes, and it's just been cu- updates, updates, updates. I'm mm-hmm. going, oh my god, I can't wait to get this game. So thank you very much. It's great well, to look, see. Uh,
2: you're welcome. It's it's really a labour of love from uh, the publisher and from from ourselves and uh, with the help of the AFL. Um, and yes, it, it takes a lot of a lot of moving parts to actually make it happen. So it's great to see. People out there, um, you know, playing the hell out of it, uh, enjoying it and yep. uh, flaming it uh, a little bit less than the others. So that's pretty
0: good. <laughs> Let's talk about AFL Evolution, the game in itself. Sure. Um, can you take us back to that conversation that started the whole process of, you know what, I think we're going we're gonna to build another AFL game here for console?
2: Yeah, look, uh, absolutely. Uh, it it kind of started. We, uh, we got the, the, the design kind of books out and uh, cleared, cleared the, the design wall. And we just started with the high-level things. We're like, right, what's number one? It's got to be fun to play. Put that right at the top mm-hmm. of the tree. What's number two? It's got to run on the current consoles, and we've got to get the graphics as good as we can for the for those consoles. That's number two. What's number three? Um, it has to have online and community component. You know, it has to have online play, and um, we like the idea of the building a, uh, a fan hub and, um, you know, p- having people able to create content and, and share that around. So they were kind of the three main principles that we, we started with. And everything from there was about a, a million subtasks that fell under those. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can imagine one of those subtasks would be uh, collecting the data, like for for building the game, when it comes to the players, the teams, uh, yeah. so on and so forth. The what...
2: numbers, the numbers are kind of get get a bit crazy, really. You know, uh, we uh, that's right. There's uh, over 800 players just in the AFL league alone. Each of those players has a you know a likeness built that is uh, over 100 parameters. There, uh, they have about 100 stats each for their uh, their skill uh, and their ability. Uh, there's about 15 stadiums. Uh, each, there's a home, home jersey away and a clash. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, each one of those has a handful of sponsors uh, on them. So, you know, we're, um, there's about 1,500 separate animations that Jeez. get recorded. There's about 20,000 lines of uh, uh, commentary, audio that gets recorded. And it's just, uh, yeah. Uh, the numbers are pretty massive. I think, you know, we have about uh, 12 terabytes of data, oh. source data that oh. kind of oh. go, goes into building the game. So, uh, you know, that's why it takes between 20 and 50 people, uh, yeah. the, the best part of uh, two years to, yep. to put it all together. Yeah.
1: In your chats with the AFL, I had this thought the other day. So the AFL spent all this money on promoting the game worldwide. Yes. Have, have, you, have they talked to you or you talked to them about using this as a potential um, – mechanism to build the game worldwide because I'll use my Madden example. I know a lot about gridiron and NFL through playing Madden. Yep. And I wondered whether, um, in, even in a future release, you know, you could make it almost a simplified version of AFL. That's a, that's an option. Look,
2: you know, that's, uh, that's right. These conversations have happened, uh, over the years. Yep. Uh, and it's been great to see that on this game, the AFL is starting to take the video games, uh, more seriously. Yeah, uh, yep. should I say, yep. uh, um, they've, uh, Gave us a, a lot of support on this title, which we're, we're really happy about. I mean, we still fall under the licensing department for yep. the AFL, so in the same way your fluffy toys, your clothing, and your AFL footy cards yep. fall under, it's a, it's a licensed product, so that's where it sits, uh, to my understanding. Um, but look, you know, they are spending a lot of money promoting the game, and hopefully, um, you know, um, they'll see some results from this one. And um, they can go into, into future versions. That's what we're hoping.
0: Do yeah. you have to get um, the AFL players in one by one for motion capture and stuff?
2: Um, kind of. There's a few parts to it. Uh, the talented guys here at which, which kind of uh, researched and developed um, a 3D photogrammetry scanning rig, which uh, sounds complicated, but uh, that's because it is. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a rig of uh, 28 uh, high-definition digital cameras. Oh, I saw the picture yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, in, so in, we in, uh, they designed that, did all the wiring, did all the electronics, built the computer, a custom computer to, to run it, uh, tested it, uh, and it was mobile. So we packed that up into a road case and took it all around Australia and wow. uh, yeah, scan, scanned in all, all the clubs. Uh, motion capture, we got some um, ex-players and um, trainers to... Uh, Put their bodies on the line and (laughs) tackle each other, and you know, and knock themselves out half the time. When we were motion capturing, uh, you know, high tackles, we're just like, right, just hit him a bit harder, (laughs) get faster at him if you can. Did you get? Uh, Did you get Chris Judd's chicken wing? (laughs) <laughs> that's right. Uh, no, we we didn't specifically. I think someone emulated it at some point. Uh, right. I'll,
1: I'll, my mom went to ex players. Someone like Daniel Chick. You wouldn't want him because he's not no. not in the best shape. <laughs> no,
2: that's right. And, you know, actually, we, we actually had to make sure that we got uh, actors of the the right height and the right stature yeah, as right. uh, uh, well. Because yeah, that's right. Of, uh, of
1: yeah. the of the likenesses, who who do you reckon you nailed the best?
2: Well, that, that's a good question. Look, uh, my go-to is always Eddie Betts. Like, uh, yep. uh, I, I, I just look at that model and it just looks like uh, it's pretty flawless uh, in my yeah, opinion. Because right. um, uh, pro- there
1: are probably a few of players like Nick Nat Newig, you know, who, who's just so identifiable that you'd have to get him right, right? That's
2: right. I mean, you know, that's right. You've got uh, skin colour and haircuts helps a lot when you're, you're out on yep. the field. Uh, yep. And even coloured sneakers uh, as well And mm. uh, when you're playing from that game. Mm-hmm. Distance. Sometimes I feel it's a bit, uh, a bit sad. We've got these great likenesses and photographic, uh, you know, quality. Uh, and then if you choose the far out camera, um, you know they're about uh, <laughs> half a centimetre on the <laughs> screen uh, running around. But actually, all that quality is still. In there is still in that little yeah, guy right. running um, around.
0: Considering that you guys had to pump so much uh, effort and work into the pre-planning phase and the pre-production phase in putting this game together, and it still managed to feature the AFL Women's League. Yes. Um, does this mean that you guys were privy to a lot of information that everybody else wasn't?
2: I think we were uh, as well. And look, and we've been—you know—equality um, is a, a, an issue that the games industry takes uh, really seriously. Yep. Diversity and equality. And- uh, yep. So that was something that we in a male dominated sport traditionally, uh, we saw this as a great opportunity to uh, represent women uh, in general as indeed the sport does so look we uh, we worked with AFL uh, to f- make sure we could find a way to to make that happen and uh, you know uh, we wanted to do it um, they were supportive and uh, came to the table they wanted to do it as well so uh, yeah, we just dug a bit deeper and worked a bit harder and uh, yeah. made, sure, made sure we got it in there.
0: So I just thought, like, you know, the, the you know, AFL Evolution's only just come out in the last sort of month or so, um, but and the Women's League has only just kicked off this year. Yes. But, you know, there's so much planning and everything that has to go, meaning you guys had to have known about this information and be able to motion capture the women and so yeah. on and so forth, like, yeah, well sure. in advance. And,
2: uh, that's right. Look, we did know um, some stuff in advance. Obviously, uh, we've got to be uh, very careful uh, with uh, the sensitive information that goes you know across the board the afl itself and retired players and things like that we kind of know about but at the same time um you know we uh, uh, we had a bit of a tight tight time um you know and we kind of made sure that uh, you know as the information came available it went straight into the game so it was mm-hmm. like a really rapid process to make sure we could pull it off as close uh, to the start of the season as we did
1: and i guess to you you're in this unique opportunity where you've got a league where the players themselves are probably really keen to get involved because it's not like a, a, a Messi or a Ronaldo who goes, Oh God, I've got to do my FIFA thing this week. You
2: know? Yeah. No, no, they, they love it. Like, yeah. They're, yeah they're Both men and women. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, all, all of them, you know, uh, the guys uh, and the, and the girls are keen to get their tattoos represented. And, yeah. you know, yeah. and we, we, we talked to them about how they, how they want their hair uh, represented in the game. Do they want it rough? They want to brush their hair. Man uh, bun. That, yeah, man buns, uh, you, plenty of those. Um, you're
1: lucky yeah. Dane Swan retired because that would have been...
2: <laughs> uh, well, we actually did him. Uh, <laughs> I did, we did? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we did, and uh, we had to take him out, um, yeah, uh, right. actually, which uh, kind of sucks because yeah, there was a fair, fair bit of work uh, there, but literally we go and we take a close-up high-res photos of, yeah. uh, of, of all the tattoos as well. And you know, and if some uh, poor bloke's got a, a black eye or a cut across his nose, well, uh, um, that's uh, burnt into his likeness for the uh, last <laughs> for this for this version Uh, so some of them we touched up if they if they asked us, uh, yeah. but look, lot, lots of them um, play the games and play sports games, and uh, we're we keen to uh, yeah. to get themselves in there. So no, uh, everyone was um, really awesome to oh, work with. Brilliant. It.
0: Joel Selwood a- would have a permanent bandage around his head. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I um I always felt it really really interesting um to know about the amount of programming that would have to go into the refs just to account for things like bias and being balanced and yep. and all that sort of stuff. What sort of work goes into um, programming the referees? in a game like AFL Evolution. Uh,
2: yeah, you're dead right. It's, uh, it's a tricky one. Like, you know, uh, we have the official 200-odd-page uh, rulebook uh, kind of Bible here. and um, Do you, you understand know, it? it? Uh, no, no, to, to be honest, not all of it. And you read this rule and you go, hey, no one ever implements this rule. Yep. And, <laughs> and, 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 never...
1: it, and it, it evolves every two weeks. They change the rule every two weeks. That's the, that's the other that's thing, right. right?
2: And you know, we, we have pretty fiery debates here, I have to tell you. We've got yeah. programmers going, look, here it is. <laughs> and then other guys going, look, I was at the game last week. Yeah. It didn't happen. <laughs> uh, you know, look at this footage. How can you call that deliberate?
1: You can't call that's, that deliberate. That's exactly yeah. right.
2: Um, and, it, and so it is very complicated, like, you know um, <clears throat> the advantage rule is something where you know we're messing around with and trying to do our best to, uh, you know because there's there's one thing there's one thing to simulate the sport uh, and there's another thing to make it fun and we've got to kind of strike a balance between yeah. those two uh, and that and you know there's a, it's just a massive challenge with thousands of little details and issues that come in from that so yeah, uh, sure. yeah look it's an ongoing thing we've got more rules in this one and more moves um, than ever before uh, and um you know, luckily with the support of the publisher um, and the AFL, we're, we're able to um, keep going and, and patch it and make it better. So, yep. um, you know, that's awesome for everyone. Actually, right. and, and
1: that's a good point. I wanted to bring that up. So you, re- you release the game, but how long do you keep working on it to, to create patches? and that, like, So, for example, you said you're working on the advantage rule.
2: Yes. Uh, look, our, our saying here is uh, a game is never finished. Yeah, which right. It never is FIFA's been going for twenty years. You you can just keep going forever, uh, making it better and better, and putting more and more stuff in it. So a lot of it is just about drawing a line for from time and budget. Uh, really, uh, look, uh, a lot of it is just our dedication to to the fans and the players and and, and you know the lovers and the haters uh, to kind of uh, trying to keep everyone happy and just. To, you know, uh, make it as good, as good as we can. And I
1: guess um, the point about FIFA too is that, you know, and I think you guys have done this. You've created what is essentially a platform now to move forward. And right. I think for most FIFA players, they probably buy it every year because it's FIFA and it's what they do. And it's only, you know, 80 bucks a year to go and get the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. if, if you love the game. And I think <clears> there's a definitely a market in AFL, as an AFL lover myself, um, for this to continue on now. I think it's fantastic.
2: No, that's, that's right. No, and cheers, cheers for saying that. You know, that's what uh, we're all working towards. Again, it's a small market, so you know, the games have only kind of come out, what, every three or four years, yeah, uh, yeah. H- historically. And then there's a platform shift. Some games come out the end of a platform, and some games come out the start of a platform, yeah. or the middle of a platform. So, there's a lot of factors kind of uh, involved. Um, we're, we're pushing to um, be able to uh, do one every year or at least a significant update and just keep it current, move a lot of the content online. Um, that's what we want to do. You know, we're, we're passionate about uh, adding stuff to the game. Um, you know, we, we put the women's in. And we, we actually scanned the umpires and motion captured the umpires and put them in um, this time. Uh, we'd love to have coaches in, commentators in, and, and, and just keep going. So that's the plan. Um, and really... Uh, the support starts with the players, uh, you know, um, yeah. buying the game and, and supporting the game. Because yep. if that doesn't happen, none of it happens. Daniel,
0: look, we'll leave it there. Um, right. But we just wanted to say once again, congratulations on the success of AFL Evolution. I mean, when you're getting top spot uh, in the in the weekly uh, rankings uh, up against you know games with hundreds of million dollars of dollars right. in budgets like Overwatch, Battlefield, FIFA uh that are on the world stage it's it's a really it's a real credit to your organization and wicked witch software so i uh, keep doing the great work you're doing and we look forward to uh whatever comes next with the afl series
2: thank you guys look i really appreciate the kind words and the support and uh keep fighting the a good fight
0: good
1: on you daniel all
2: right see you fellas that was daniel visser uh
0: he is the owner of wicked witch software the guys behind afl evolution and don't forget to check out episode 35 of the Game on Australia podcast, the episode coming out next week, where we will feature as the podcast the entire chat with Daniel Vista that we went for about 45, 50 minutes um, covering all sorts of topics, uh, e-sports in Australia, um, AFL Evolution itself, you know, and one of the, the really important things which we've sort of... You know, unofficially taking up the fight for here on Game on Australia, <laughs> uh, the NBN and how no, it's it actually. Official. Well, I know. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's official. <laughs> it's official, Malcolm. Malcolm. Um, yeah, uh, NBN and how it affects uh, you know game
1: developers as well as people playing games as well. So, yeah. um, I tell you one thing. It makes me feel a lot worse about when I complain about internet when I'm just trying to game. Mm-hmm. He's the poor bloke trying to run a business and compete with the world's best. On, on, just this, sucks. on this on the shit, NBN. So.
0: He talks about how you know it's embarrassing when they're talking about the people or talking to the people who in other they work with yeah. in other countries. Yeah. And yeah, so you must tune in for that next week because
1: uh, it's a must listen to. Now let's get into what are you playing, Dan? I'm still playing um, Ghost Recon Wildlands when I can. Uh, interesting situation where uh, my gaming online cop gaming legend partner that he is Ronnie Corbett. Boom and I. That's twice this podcast. No, We only get to play one night a week Uh due to commitment. So in the off times, we both got this agreement. We go into the game and do the skill points. There's a whole bunch of skill points and collectibles over the map that gets discovered as you play it. But it's the kind of thing you can do by yourself. So you just you're literally sneaking into this mission just to get the thing, and then so it's it's great. It's very Leroy Jenkins when you you know you can just literally grab a chopper and land in the middle of the mission, go get your collectible, and get the hell out of there. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Um, between that, I'm still playing a lot of rare replay. Uh-huh. Um, I'm stuck on Banjo Kazooie 2. No Banjo kidding, Banjo Tooie trying to beat this witch at the end Yeah. I bring my kids in. Oh, I almost had her last week. Like I got down to the very last oh. bit because it's, it's, it's a long process and they can't actually, they don't like watching Banjo and uh, Kazooie die. Yeah, which yeah. Obviously you do. So they leave the room and I, I called him in. I, I think I thought I had her. And then there's <laughs> one final bit that got me again. It's like, damn it.
0: <laughs> the, um, the, the one that I like is the, the, the dying of Banjo and Kazooie is
1: a little bit brutal.
0: Yeah, like, especially when um, you're in water yeah, and, yeah. They, and they uh, drown.
1: My daughter Luca hates that. Yeah, like, she'll leave the room if I'm swimming. Like they and,
0: actually like put like uh, Banjo puts his arm up yeah, in the air and right. Kazooie's out of the backpack, yeah, yeah. like struggling to yeah. breathe, and it's, and
1: it's really dark. And um, my daughter Luca doesn't understand that I've now got that cheat where you can swim underwater in indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. Right, but she yep. still goes, oh, she's freaking out. I'm like Luca, it's cool, dude. <laughs> like we're cool, you know. Anyway, so that's what I'm playing. What about you?
0: Uh, I am. Oh, just quickly because uh, Perfect Dark Zero.
1: Yeah, you because you spoke about this a couple of
0: weeks ago where you couldn't beat that boss. Oh man! But you finally got past that. And I'm only talking about this because you mentioned it to me a couple of days ago that you We're finally talking
1: level three. Yeah, Tonight, yeah, yeah. It's it's just the boss in it's it's killing it in his ship, and um, I had spent the best part of nine months and not all obviously all the time probably two, three times a month, I pull it out and try and beat this guy. And uh. it's the kind of, it's a bit like banjo too. It's the kind of game you just need to keep playing it and playing it despite how painful it is. Because I've played these games, right? Yep. But I just had to keep doing it. And one day, one day, a couple of weeks ago, I thought, you know what? I want to spend two hours on this. And I did on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Just kept playing it, playing it, playing it, playing it. And I worked out in this one that, because um, you can pick your kit, yeah. And this is the thing too. On YouTube, w- with all the walkthroughs, because I resorted to looking through a walkthrough, they're all on Dark Agent where you've got the, the big laser gun that, that takes it out. You know, there was nothing on Perfect Agent, which is what I had to do to get to Dark Agent. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I finally worked out that if I got the shotgun out and got it close. It took it out a lot quicker. And and this one particular game, the beautiful game, glitched. Oh, and, and no! Because it it's very, very old school gaming where, you know, it, it's a ship going around the map uh-huh. And it, it's at one level and then it comes down low and then it goes up high and yeah. then it shoots rockets. And when I was going down low to high, I was under it. It took it, it glitched and it took a long time. So I just going, boom, boom, boom <laughs> with my shotgun. And then, <laughs> booyah. And I sent you a message going, oh God. You bloody ripper. Oh, so bloody, oh man, I was stoked. So by that time, I still come back to that. That time I beat
0: Whiz Pig. Oh, yeah, Diddy on, Kong Racing. On Ultimate. <laughs> and it, oh, yeah. I it know, oh, it's euphoria, yeah. right? Yeah. And glitching, I mean, for us, but it was the wrong way glitching. Like, we almost defeated Origins after having played it for like a year straight to try and. And I'm talking about zombies on Black Ops 3. Yeah. The Origins map. Yeah. We almost defeated it, and we were so close, and uh, the internet. Um, crapped out on us and we lost the game and oh god, just her- horrendous. Um, I am currently playing uh, quite a few things um, because I'm I'm hanging out uh, with these PC guys, oh, yeah. um, just smashing out some games there. So yeah. I'm across a few things. Uh, still hammering Rocket League. Yep. Um, I've jumped back onto the PS4 and picked up Destiny again. Yep. To get Destiny. myself into the rhythm. Because yeah, right. of Destiny 2 coming out pretty soon. Because I, I you
1: know haven't you done that game to death? Like you've haven't you looted everything you can loot? And I have.
0: But I think it's more just warming up to get back into Destiny oh man, it's gonna when be so Destiny good. 2 comes out.
1: How good's the new video? I for? can't
0: believe, like, they, they've bloody done it, Dan. Just when you think <laughs> to yourself, no, nah, Destiny was crap. In fact, we, think, we grinded so hard for nothing. We're and guilty. Of never of, doing it.
1: I think we're guilty of rubbishing them a bit, aren't we? We are in, so in, guilty in of rubbishing. Sort of couple I of think a
0: lot of people are though. Uh, and then yeah, all the, the Destiny 2 stuff comes out and you see the cabal oh and the God. destruction of the it tower so and good. the story mode, you're like, oh okay. Okay. Here you go, EB games. All is my forgiven. Money. All <laughs> is forgiven. We're back. Yes. We're not worthy. We're not <laughs> yeah. worthy. All that sort How of stuff. How can we
1: be lovers uh, if we can't be
0: friends? Beautiful thing. So uh yeah, there's that. Um but the the real couple of things I'm seeing my teeth. Thing to have been Overwatch, um, yeah. because uh, of the anniversary, which is launching today, which we talked about in news, yeah. and it also helps so much when you've got a dedicated team of people who you can actually play with. Like the the PC guys I'm playing with it's is so there's five of right? us, you know. Right. So, and I play tank, I play Reinhardt. Um, my cousin Jacob is a, a support main. He yep. plays Mercy. Yep. Um, there's always somebody who's a Reaper main, a yep. defensive main. Like you, you know, you've got a, a really well structured team, and it's a
1: lot more fun to play that way. A future podcast, we need to talk about the importance of reliable teammates in those kind of games because all this random, you know, if you just solo play, getting off a bit of random, you know, team match matchmaking Mm -hmm. you don't play as well as when you've got no you don't because you're not and the understanding is the big thing
0: because we go from playing the the five of us with one extra and the one extra is virtually a a a non-issue whether they're there or not like they you know because your five-man team is so strong it's worth it's worth a six-man team of randoms you know what i mean um but you know, we are so well structured around the map. Like, I know as Reinhardt, I've got to sit on the point or sit on the payload. Mercy's really good jumping around, and I can always rely on Mercy to be watching where I am. I'm calling shots. We've got a Genji flying around the map
1: who knows what he's oh, doing. Can you, can you please twitch?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I think next, I've, next uh, in a cup in a few weeks, I get my NBN and I will we, Twitch yeah, stream what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And I
1: reckon that'd be awesome. To watch it's you, a beautiful uh, thing to you watch. And your cousin and, and, and your then, team, <coughs> we're all on Discord.
0: We're talking, we're communicating, and you know the the other thing is because you're you're friendly with each other and you want the win as a team, you're open to. Um, changing your picks as the game ebbs and flows. You know, there was one game we had uh, during the week where it was like, um, you know, we had Rowan on there and we lost the first point. It was a control point. Yeah. And Rowan goes, "All right, Pete, you're the one who plays the most Overwatch. What are we picking?" And I was like, "All right, you know, they've got a they've got a Farrah who's um, absolutely taking apart our Junkrat. Yeah. We need a uh, Soldier 76 to take out the Farrah Junkrat. Probably better if you actually switch off Junkrat, go to May. Then we can get a couple of walls up. Yeah. We can block better. All that sort of stuff, right? Like when you know these games inherently from playing them so much, you know the picks, you know the counter picks, yeah. and then yeah, especially because usually if you play with randoms." and somebody's playing as uh, Junkrat and getting their ass kicked by uh, Farrah, and you don't have a soldier, and you suggest to somebody, hey, really politely, hey, listen, would you mind going soldier instead of reaper? And also, could you switch off Junkrat? Usually you get back, fuck off. Like, that's that's <laughs> what you get. You get some salty, smart-ass reply, and it's so frustrating. It's like, fuck off. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, fuck
1: yeah, it's off. A, it's a 12-year-old kid. I've got a challenge for you, actually. Two challenges. Let's have it. With your one, the Twitch you do with your your regular mates, mm-hmm. I want you to mention Dennis Kamedi 10 times in the, in, the, in the stream. I can do <laughs> Just that. Just randomly, right? All right. And then I want you to go on at, with a bunch of randoms and do the, you know Super Troopers where they do the meow? Oh yeah. Do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. going to cover the point meow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, did you just say meow? meow. <laughs> no. Did I say meow, boy? Did it sound like I said meow to you? Kitty cats do, you know? Oh, no, so good. That's a challenge, right? Oh,
0: it's one of my favorite movies. I love that film, um, The other thing that I'm playing alongside Overwatch is Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, right. Uh, have you played Heroes of the no, Storm? No, I haven't. Do you know no. much about it? No. It's a top-down MOBA. Um, oh, yeah? So very similar to League of Legends, except instead of your, your champions from Riot Games, you're using champions. This is what I love about it the most. It's a Blizzard game. And it's combining the gameplay of League of Legends, but a simplified version, so yep. it's really easy to pick up with all of the different characters from the different games across their universe. Yep. So you play as characters from StarCraft 2, you play as characters from Diablo, you play as characters from uh Hearthstone, yep. you play as characters from Overwatch. Yeah, right. It's it's oh, cool. really cool, man. That's like awesome. yeah, and the team compositions work really, really well. And and I like that. The other thing is, um, the way that they're building their universe at Blizzard at the moment, and they're doing a really smart thing, is, uh, as we mentioned with the Overwatch in the top three news, um, you know, you get, uh, for, for buying the Game of the Year edition for Overwatch, which is coming out in the next couple of days, you also get a heap of sprays and skins and loot and stuff that flow across the other games. Yeah, right. Well, like this game, what they did with uh, with Overwatch is, hey, look, we've got this thing called the Heroes of the Storm Nexus Challenge 2.0, where if you play five consecutive games, you'll get uh, a new Genji skin. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play another five, you get a new D.Va skin. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think it was 20 games and you could get uh, a free 10 or 11 loot boxes or something. Yeah, like right. That. So they're doing a really good game, a uh, really good way of cross-promoting their game. Yeah. Sure. sure. Um, but that's really built in with Heroes of the Storm because of the different characters that you can play. Um, so you, so yeah. you meant
1: to tell me you're playing all that and you're not playing Zelda. I'm
0: not playing Zelda at the Jeez. moment.
1: No, I, I've, funnily enough, have gone off
0: Zelda, Zelda for the time being, but it's because um, I'm learning how to shoutcast and because I'm learning how to shoutcast, the games that we're shoutcasting are, um, for those of you who don't know what shoutcasting is, it's the commentary equivalent of um, of eSports, basically. So. Yep. Think of your AFL commentators, they're shoutcasters when it comes to video games. Sure. Um, but because we're shoutcasting League of Legends and Overwatch and stuff, I've got to learn these games inherently. Like yep. There's a, there's 148 champions for League of Legends. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, just don't have the time for nah, Legend time. of Zelda. That and cuts, that's one of those games, right, when I was playing Legend of Zelda, I wasn't playing anything else nah. because that's how much time you, you have had to, to put yeah. into it, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. Um, that's what are you playing? Shall we move on to our next segment, Dan? Well,
1: it's not even a segment. I want to tell you a story and this is hilarious. Let's have Uh, it. I got back yesterday from a rapid, uh, whirlwind trip to Sydney. Mm -hmm. Um, as people would have heard, we both work for a radio station and that's our day jobs. And my day job here at the radio station in Perth is to provide online content. And part of that comes with some perks. And this one was a particular perk. They flew me to Sydney. Uh, in I have spent less than 24 hours there, but it was to go for the premiere, world premiere of the new movie, The Mummy, starring Tom Cruise man, and Russell Crowe. You met Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe uh, as well. Technically, I, I filmed the interview with our breakfast team over here. So Were they charming? Uh, they were both charming and dreamy. Um, Tom Cruise, I feel like he's Tom very Cruise. charming. He was a charming, dreamy man. Yeah. He, um, that old cliche about him making you feel like you're the only person in the room, mm-hmm. even though he didn't speak to me personally. You did feel like when he was talking to us, it just felt like the world stopped and he was talking. It was amazing, right? <laughs> anyway, that's beside the point.
0: You should see your eyes at the oh, no, as yeah, you I talk know. about
1: it. But the point is, I was on the flight with our good friends at Qantas and Jetstar, mm-hmm. um, who. Uh, uh, sp- a sort of a sponsor of our podcast and we appreciate that very much.
0: Well they are, they uh, they have taken us on board as the first gaming podcast to ever go up in a flight
1: in the flight entertainment uh, system. Right? So yeah, if you're jumping on a
0: Qantas or a Jetstar flight, you'll hear the best of Game on Australia yep. on those flights.
1: Half expected to get on the on the plane and the hostess go, Oh my God, it's you from, (laughs) yeah, yeah, well come and join us in first class or business class. No, because you covered my face in the photo shoot, didn't you? So they've got no (laughs) idea, you know, so then I could do that whole, don't you know who I am thing. But then I thought, nah, nah, I'll
0: just. It's your own bloody fault, uh, mate. You're the one who picked the picture for the logo. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. So anyway, I sat down, I wasn't going to be that guy, that wanker to sit down and go, Oh, listen to my own podcast. I would have been. (laughs) But but I watched, um Uh, which That's uh,
0: Dev Patel. That's about that. Fantastic. Uh, it's about the poor one. Poor little
1: kid in India who gets separated from his brother and en- ends up um, on a train at the other side of India and ends up not reconnecting with his family and getting adopted and moving to Australia.
0: Yeah. And then he finds his family, doesn't That's he? right. Yeah. And,
1: and without giving too much away, this movie I, had me engrossed. I loved it, right? And I really was involved in the whole film. And the whole film is about this young boy, Saru, his... Um, journey to find his natural birth mother, mm-hmm. right? Two hours in, um, are we're, we're at the point where he's finally found, cause he, he the long story short, he couldn't actually remember where, or couldn't find where his original birth, um, town was in India. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about a needle in a haystack and after two hours of this movie, he finally works it out and he finally uses Google maps to find it. Right. Yeah. So finally he gets back to India to look for his old house and he finds his old house. Right. And this is the bit where you've been building up for two hours and I'm watching this going, you know, and then just in the corner of my eye. So if you're looking at 12 o'clock at two o'clock in a seat next to me, is this dude and he's on the screen. I just sort of caught his eye and bugger me, he's on the podcast page. No. And I'm like, and then he scrolls, 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 and he stops and looks at ga- he come looks on. at Game on Australia. Yeah. So come I'm, on. Come on. Come on. Come I've on. gone away from line this crucial point to watch this dude. And I'm going, come on, mate, come on. And he and he puts his finger over Game on. I'm like, like, and he went that, and he scrolled down to the next one. I'm like no! you. And then I look back to Lion and I've missed the i I've missed the oh, bit Oh man, and you know what? It's so
0: hard because of the way you have to use your finger to yeah, pull yeah, across yeah, the yeah. touch screen. Yeah. The, it's I, so hard to get
1: back a point. I got I got back to the point, but I had to sit through another five minutes again of the oh, movie like, to get man. back. And I'm like, I'm looking going, man. And I was you missed an opportunity there, dude. And I felt like tapping him going, Mate, game on, do it, man. You know, like I was <laughs> so me! I was I was so dark oh, at this dude. bloke, this poor bloke, who ended up picking some lame ass. I mean, not that um uh, the the Qantas um uh, entertainment is oh, fantastic. Great. All the choices are brilliant. No, picked, I think he picked um like Fitz and one of those guys, you know, mm. which is which is cool. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. it was amazing because he honestly he his finger hovered over that that icon oh. for about it felt like an eternity. It was probably about two seconds, but I was like, oh man, and it just it just just happened at the wrong point of the movie, you know, with line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just a funny little story, and I. Ended up listening to our podcast for a little bit. Just to, what was it like listening to it on the flight? It was really good. Like it's, I've never thought, and I, I'm saying this, you know, trying to not bias about it obviously, but it podcasts on a plane work because you don't need, necessarily need to engage. You can sort of switch off and just listen, mm. and it sort of makes a lot of sense, mm. you know. And I can get now because I usually drive my car into work, so I don't really listen to a podcast for transit, but I know a lot of people do, on a train, on a bus, worldwide. Yeah, And it really makes a lot of sense to listen to a podcast. And it was really great just to hear um, the stuff that we talked about.
0: Well, I listen to podcasts because I, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of over music. Yeah. Right? As sad as that is to say. But, uh, like, I tend to listen to podcasts because I actually, I, as I'm getting older, I'm enjoying listening to people talk. Like, it's, it's kind of like you have a companion in the car, you know, or on your flight or something like that. It's like a really...
1: Um, uh, now version of Talkback Radio. Right? Yeah,
0: exactly. And the beauty about it is you can you can pick based on your interests. Yeah. You know, you can, you can actually listen to instead of listening to you know a, a couple of hours of variety of topics. Um, where you might like a couple and you might hate the other half dozen. You can actually listen to somebody riff about games for an yeah. hour.
1: It just reminds me, there's a classic Twelfth Man quote. Um, Billy Birmingham, he did all the commentary, you know, Richie Beno and stuff. And yep. there's twenty-two. There's one of them where um Richie Beno reads he's reading his own article in the paper <laughs> and, his, and his wife yeah. goes, yeah. <laughs> terrific, writing that's whatever he's, you know, it's just, it's just, I, I found myself laughing at stuff that we'd talked about, that obviously we've, we've done and heard.
0: You feel a bit wanky for laughing yeah, though, you? do, you? You? you do, a little yeah. bit.
1: But you know, I'm, I'm used to that. I feel, oh, I feel, I've been feeling like a wanker for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. So um, shame on that bloke for not picking it. But anyway, um, You're lost. If, if, you, if people do get on a Qantas or Jetstar flight, both uh, national and international, um, they had the opportunity to go to now this, is the other thing too, in, it's a weird situation where you've got to go into music and then podcast to find us. It took yeah. me a little while to find them. Yeah. I might send our friends at Qantas a little email about that.
0: But, Just to let them know. I mean, but, you
1: know. um, it might be a method to their madness too, who knows, but it was great. It was, um, good, almost a win. I was like, holy! holy what are the so odds funny. of me sitting down and some dude next to me about to pick up podcast and have a listen? But-
0: well, it's just, look, it's a great win just for Qantas and Jetstar having us on their flight because it means people are seeing us, so, yes. which is great. So, look, thank win, you. Win. We appreciate that. We really do. Um, so, yeah, if you're about to jump on your, your Qantas or Jetstar flight, or you might even be at some point listening to this particular chat in the future yeah. uh, oh. because those podcasts are the – we're, right yeah,
1: we're time-traveling right now. Yeah,
0: we're time-traveling right <laughs> now. Like, wow, how is the future? <laughs> yes, have the nuts. Uh, it's, yeah, it's great. So thanks, Qantas and Jetstar, for having us on board. Um, look, we've got one more segment to get into before we wrap things up, and that segment is – I've got you in my sights. This is where we usually get about uh, 40 or 50 minutes into the podcast today with the added interview uh, from longer, our, I reckon, is it? our mate, Daniel Visser. We're probably an hour and a bit into it. Um, That's right. Worth it. Worth it. Uh, but look, this is something uh, I was about to touch on in the top three and thought to myself, no, you know what? This is a great opportunity for I've Got You In My Sights. Yep. Uh, I've Got You In My Sights is where we just have a bit of a bitch and a whinge about some of the things in gaming that have really peeved us off. Yep. Usually it, is, it surrounds the NBN and the internet in this country, yep. but... It's very similar to that, um, Dan. Uh, about two and a bit years ago, I dropped three hundred dollars on a modem, um, and the reason why I bought this modem is a Netgear D six thousand two hundred. Yes, uh, it's a dual band Wi Fi modem router. It's the it was the Rolls Royce of modems at the time, right? Not necessarily a gaming modem, a bit of an everything modem, yep. um, but definitely the Rolls Royce of modems, and that's why I paid three hundred bucks. And the reason being is because I wanted a really great ADSL two modem that was NBN ready.
1: I was about to say, let me guess, there's a sticker on it that said NBN ready. Exactly, which is a good plan for the future. I'll well, understand.
0: this is the shit stick thing now, isn't yeah. it? Right, because back then all of these modems were built NBN ready for FTTp.
1: Ah, uh, fiber to the premise.
0: So apparently, and I'm only just learning this now because I'm about a, a month away from connecting to the NBN, yes. right? Um
1: Through, through Fiber to the
0: node. node.
1: Malcolm! Malcolm!
0: Uh, I'm doing it through a company called Aussie Band who buy bandwidth as their uh, as the people on their um oh, yeah. on their plans increase. Yep, so, yep. you know, they're they're trying to negate the possibility of um of scaling at peaks at peak so, times. So
1: so you're trying to um prevent what happens to me exactly. And I'm with Optus, and I'm not bagging up Optus here. But there's a congestion issue at peak times at night, and they've right. told me that. And they said they can't fix it until they upgrade the node, which is ridiculous because it's not even a year old. Exactly. So you're this company.
0: This company buys. Hopefully prevents. That hopefully prevents situation. that by buying more bandwidth as their as their user base increases. Yeah. Right? What are they called? band. Aussie Broadband.
1: Aussie Broadband. Okay, right. cool.
0: Um It's going to uh, for a, a thousand gig uh, a month on fifty down, twenty up. Yeah. Um, because I want to do streaming for Game On and whatnot. Yeah, uh, it's going to cost me ninety five bucks, I think, um, and it's an open contract as well. Pretty so, good. The, the, oh, so you just cancel any time. Yeah. Well, the big thing that the big recommendation I've had from people is go on an open contract and test it for a couple of months, yeah. see how it goes. Well,
1: I signed up for Optus on again, not trying to bag out Optus here, but two years. We had, yeah. it was part of the deal, and I took that hit, and I'm happy to admit that. But I would now probably leave Optus and look at other options based right. on. There you and go. again, it's not it's not Optus's fault. It's just I might get a better deal in terms of connection with someone else, yep. because I think everyone around my area is on Optus, which is why it's creating that congestion.
0: My cousin, um, Jacob, who's the chief technical officer for Flack Test Gaming, yep. wrote an incredible article, actually, uh, basically around who's at fault. Right? Okay. Um, Because there's a, a, there's a lot of... Um, I can tell you right now, mate. Well, there's... <laughs> Malcolm! Malcolm! Actually, well, yeah, like that sort of surrounds a lot of it. Um, yeah. You know, because I often thought it was the telcos, but once you read this article, it's actually very interesting to find out you know, the real reasons and what the telcos actually have to go through, how much they outlay in terms of spend and yeah, stuff yeah. like that too. So um, you can find that at com, and we'll also throw that up on the Game on Australia uh, Facebook well, page.
1: And it's very funny because um, I've made mention before in the past that I've, uh, you know, as much as I bag out the NBN and Optus in terms of my experience, mm-hmm. they've always had the great customer service and they've yeah, always, yeah, any yeah. tweet i put out, they always reply pretty much. But last weekend I tweeted about it. Because I was watching, um, again, an AFL game on Crown Bet. It was Geelong Bulldogs. The last five minutes was really close. And I buffered and lost the, lost oh, the game. And sucks. I couldn't connect again, right? That sucks, man. Now, that could be Crown Bet's fault, but I don't think so. Because that app set up just the platform to watch. Because uh-huh. I know if people know, if you have a Crown Bet account, and I think it's 10 in your in your account, you can get all the AFL games live.
0: Wow, what a smart thing by Which them. It's is fantastic, right? Yeah. So so
1: it's Friday night, it's live now, so it's, there's never a delay.
0: That's cheaper than using the Telstra yeah. app because the Telstra app is like 15 bucks a yeah. month.
1: And in Perth times, you're watching a game in Melbourne at at say quarter past 7 on a on a Friday, it's getting to the point where it's getting time, you know, but my kids are still watching TV or watching yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. on the TV. I can pull it finally just watch it there. Yeah. And the thing crashed again. And so I tweeted out going, "Guys, Again, I'm let down by. I missed the Richmond GWS game. The same thing, last oh, minute. Last yeah. minute of the game, it just crashed on me. Right? It, it, and Obviously, people are doing the same thing. Uh huh. They haven't replied this time to my tweet, so I must. I must have made the list of serial pests yeah, on on Twitter. You know? must but, have hit it now. But yeah, though. exactly. But it's
0: worth it because it's well, just. I have to say it? Right? It's a problem. It really I'd, is a problem. You know what?
1: If I had a good experience with Optus, with um, Optus and NBN and. NBN in general, I'll happily tweet every time. Wow, I can't believe, you know, because I remember how bad it used to be yeah, online, yeah, yeah. you know?
0: So the the point that I'm getting at is um, I've spent 300 bucks on this modem that is NBN ready yep. by the technology. And I don't understand too much of why the technology is different, but it's got something to do with VDSL and video output, input, you know, optical versus um, the way these modems were actually built in the first place for fiber to the premise. Yep. But the technology you need for fiber to the premise on your modem router is different to fibre to the node. No. So all of a sudden there's probably a lot of people out there who are in the same boat as me who bought these modems, routers ahead of time thinking to themselves, oh, the sticker, NBN ready, great. Um, not knowing that they were built purely at the time when Labor Man, were in government going, it's all going to be fibre to the premise, bad. guys, you're fine. Um, and now I'm going to have a useless piece of technology yeah, there. Like yeah. I will not be A paperweight. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to use it. So that's my, I've got you in my sights for this week. Well, bloody good on you. That's... That's yeah, terrible. It's, it's a big deal because all of a sudden that's that's a waste of $300. Yeah. Um, it's served me well for the past 18 months. That's great. But, you know, this is something that I bought at the time because it was going to last me for a long time and into the future of my NBN usage.
1: I've got two words for you, my friend. What? Class action. Class action. <laughs> You know what, Dan? It's only 300 bucks, but you know what? There's been a lot of people out there affected by this. That's a really interesting point,
0: though. Class action. Like maybe and maybe you, we should maybe we should talk to. There's a bloke in Perth who's really good on the on the radio called John Hammond from Hammond Legal. Yeah, and he might know a bit about it. We might be able to get him on yeah. the podcast. Talk you know,
1: about and, it. and you you look like a bloke who's suffered about mm, five point four million dollars worth of stress and and um, anguish over not having an MBN. I'd say closer to six million.
0: Fifty <laughs> percent. <laughs> <50%. laughs> Easy, mate.
1: Yes.
2: Easy.
0: Uh, that's a very interesting chat. So we might touch base with John Hammond from Hammond Legal and talk about the legal jargon when it comes to your internet. Provider. Well, that kind
1: of thing, because you buy this thing. I've done. I bought an MBN Ready modem. A couple of uh, well, probably my last modem before the one I got with Optus. Yeah. Um, I'd be really interested to hear that chat, but also to hear how the, um, Asus goes, you, you're getting a. Yeah.
0: So, um, the guys at PLE computers, our tech sponsor, thank you so much. Uh, I got in touch with Jono earlier in the week, just saying, Hey, you know, I just, I just want to know what it, what's a good router. You know, if I'm going to drop more cash, talk to me about it. The first thing he fired back was FTTP or FTTN. Yeah. Right. So, so, you they know, know they it. know about it. They know that there's a difference now. Right. Uh, But anyway, he got in touch with Asus's national manager, um, who also happens to be ex-PLE. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, And uh, apparently next month, um, they're going to get me to uh, go out to their Bentley store and go and pick up an Asus router and extender uh, for review on Game On. Um, So we'll review the technology. And uh, you know what? Coming from the PLE guys and the Asus gear. The Asus gear is what I'm using on the PC at the moment. All my peripherals are Asus. Yep. Yep. Um, the Rog Claymore keyboard, the uh, Republic of Gamers um, mouse that I'm using—it's it's, it's yep. all really beautiful stuff. Yep. So yeah, pairing an ASUS router and extender with it, I'm looking forward to it. So um, yeah, we will get that review up for you in due time on GameOnAus.com.
1: Yeah, well, and as Anthony from—we had a chat with Anthony from PLE the other week, just big tech chat, and he mentioned that that a, a good router or modem router is—he likes ASUS—pretty Asus. pretty vital to yeah. your um, gaming experience. So. Whoa. There you go. Well, let's let, let let's let's keep our finger on that. So there we go. Right. We
0: will, mate. I think that'll do it for the podcast this week,
1: mate. I am exhausted, but good because I've got a <sighs> I've got a, about a twenty no, it's about a thirty six hour trip from door to door. From the door of my house in Perth Uh to the hotel door in Vegas is 36 hours. So You'll have a nice sleep
0: dreaming about uh, all the stuff that you're going to do in Vegas. It's going to be very exciting. Um, Look, don't forget to tune in next week when we'll have the full chat between us and Daniel Visser from Wicked Witch Software, the guys behind AFL Evolution, because we cover all sorts of topics. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast, whether it be on Android or iTunes, and we'd really appreciate it if you really enjoyed it and got to the end of this chat. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for listening, and also give us a nice juicy fat rating if you really enjoyed yourself. Yep. Uh, all the usuals, check us out on Twitter, check us out on Instagram, and also uh, mainly Facebook as well, Game on Australia Facebook page, and also Game on AUS.com. Have a fantastic weekend in gaming, and as we always say, Dan, don't forget to save!